0: Sort of Kind of Superpowered by James Kennison. Chapter 9 Dr. Superior was a massive hulk of a man, even from a distance. Outside on the lawn, he seemed as tall as an elephant, and inside the house, he seemed even larger. Just as his mother led him into the living room, cautiously offering him a seat. "'Don't worry,' he said, sitting down gently on one of the couches. "'I'm lighter than I look.' I have a hover ability that keeps me from crushing furniture. But you already know that, don't you boys? He grinned at both of them. So how so do the flying? Clovis blurted out. Clovis was a good friend, but he was a friend that said strange things when he was nervous. The boys sat on the smaller sofa together, but Joseph couldn't get comfortable. He wanted to be asking questions, but now that Superior was here, he couldn't think of anything to ask. Um... He stared at the carpet. Do you eat food? Stupid, he thought. Clovis lit up and leaned forward to hear. He apparently thought it was a wonderful question. Uh, do I need to eat? No, I don't, Superior replied. I can eat, and I do enjoy eating, but I learned quite a while back that my powers sustain me. I don't get hungry, and a lack of food has never seemed to have affected my abilities. What's your favorite power have that you have? Clovis asked, totally starstruck. Power have, he added for good measure. Superior chuckled, I would have to say flying is my favorite. The most necessary is my strength, but the most fun is flying. Joseph was grateful that the questions, though odd, were flowing freely. He had had time to calm down and think of a few of his own. Can I ask you about the pin? Joseph asked. "'Sure, but first, let me thank you, all of you, from the bottom of my heart,' Superior said, looking at the three of them. "'I hadn't even realized I'd lost it until I was at the scene of a car accident "'about an hour after the fire near the museum. "'I went to pick up one of the cars that was at the bottom of a fairly deep ditch, "'and I could barely manage it. "'I had to set it down and drag it up by the bumper. "'I realized I was missing a pin. "'After that, I retraced my steps, but was only able to fly a few feet off the ground.' My see-through vision was acting up, making it very difficult to search the area. It was quite frustrating. When I couldn't find the pin, it turned downright scary. Without my pin, my enhanced powers were greatly reduced, and I was naturally quite vulnerable to attacks from former foes. It only took a few days for criminals across the globe to realize that I was out of action. How no did the bad guys know how? Clovis asked, apparently unaware that he was barely speaking English. Since I've been on the job, the only way a big robbery could be pulled off is to stage two at the same time, but in different parts of the country. Since I can only be in one place at one time, the robbers are counting on completing one heist while I'm stopping the other. After several double robberies went off without an appearance from yours truly, they were able to figure out pretty quick that I was out of the game, Superior said. I had all my people out looking for the pin. he continued. It was a nightmare. We needed to keep the pen secret, so we couldn't ask the public if they knew anything about it. When that second week rolled around and the pen still hadn't turned up, I was sure that my days of serving the world were over. Then, quite unexpectedly, your lovely mother called the main office, and the rest is history. He paused for a moment. He smiled wide. It was such a huge relief to know that the pen was safe, that it hadn't been stolen, that I was going to see it again. He leaned forward and placed his hand on Joseph's knee. What you did was beyond brave. It was downright sacrificial. Do you know what that means? Superior asked. Joseph knew, but he didn't have time to respond. It means that you just gave up something huge and it hurt to do it. He leaned in. Joseph was focused on the pins again. One scratched, but not tarnished. The other tarnished, but not scratched. Both the same age, Joseph thought. And if you hadn't made that sacrifice, Superior said dramatically, I wouldn't have my pins today. Pins? Joseph asked, looking up into Superior's face. Well, yes, Superior said, trying to look down at his own collar. I require the powers of both pins to perform my duties as one of the enhanced. It's the secret that has been passed down from hero to hero, and it hadn't been shared with anyone from the outside until this past week. Superior shot up from the couch and offered his spot to Miss Gardner, who blushed, then sat. "'Which brings me to the real reason I'm here today,' Superior said, this time without his typical hero voice. "'So he doesn't talk that way all the time,' Joseph thought. "'I understand Mr. Dexter Visser tried to give you money in exchange for your silence about the pin. "'Yes, Mr. Visser was very generous,' Mrs. Gardner said. "'But you didn't take the money?' "'No,' she said." We wouldn't have felt right taking money for returning someone their own property. Joseph looked at Superior and shrugged as if to say that's just how she is. Superior chortled. He started pacing the floor. You understand how odd that would appear to someone like Mr. Visser, he said to Mrs. Gardner. I mean, who doesn't take a reward of $80,000? Mrs. Gardner's brow straightened. Guess I'll admit it's odd. Odd as in not normal. Not normal as in something most people would do. But that was kind of the point, actually. You are to be commended, Gardner family. Superior started huffing out his words, pacing faster. Giving up a magical pin and $80,000 in one night? That's not just selfless. His voice darkened. It's impossible. Unless you have a plan to benefit in some other way. He stopped and stared at the three of them. What are you talking about, Joseph said. I'm talking about a family that knows a great secret. The secret of the enhanced and the pins from which they gain their powers. This is a secret that could be sold to the wrong people for a lot of money. A lot more than 80,000 bucks, Superior was angry. Wind began to blow in the house, which is the only reason I can think of that a family as poor as you obviously are would walk away from that kind of cash. The wind was picking up. Loose papers were flying into the walls. Superior's own hair was tousled back and forth against his scalp. Holy crap, Joseph thought. He thinks we're criminals. "'Mr. Superior, sir,' he said. "'I I promise you, your secret is safe with us.' "'We haven't been contacted by anyone,' Mrs. Gardner said, "'trying to keep her hair out of her face. "'No one knows we even had the pin." "'And you, young man,' Superior turned to Clovis, "'your little anonymous blog posting my story, "'spreading my secrets all over the Internet for the world to see?' "'Superior leaned down and screamed directly into Clovis's face. "'Are my secrets safe, Clovis?' Clovis withered and pushed back into the couch as much as he could. He cast a frightened glance at Joseph. "'I, I didn't know. I, I didn't realize,' Clovis said, blubbering out his words. "'Clovis?' Joseph said, shocked. "'You've been posting stuff about the pin on your blog.' I, "'I can delete it all,' Clovis shuddered. Joseph wondered where this was going. Superior was livid and his family was scared. "'He didn't know, okay?' Joseph said, raising his voice, trying to sound brave as the wind dried his eyes." We're just stupid kids. Nobody's going to believe us, even if we did want to tell. Joseph stood to his feet and took a step towards Superior. Even if someone did offer us money, we wouldn't tell. We're not the bad guys, and I'm sorry, but you're being a total butthead to my family for no reason. Superior pursed his lips and blew a puff of air at Joseph. Joseph was slammed back into the couch hard. The throw pillows blew right over the back. A lamp fell backward, crashing into the floor. Mrs. Garner gasped and stood to her feet. Oh my God, what are you doing? Leave my son. Superior puffed again and Mrs. Gardner was lifted off her feet, slammed into the wall and landed on the couch. She didn't move. Clovis had his legs lifted onto the couch, holding his knees, head down, sniffling and shaking in fear. Mom, Joseph shouted. She moaned and slid her arm up to her head. There was blood, but she was alive. He dared not move. The wind was picking up. Items from around the room were beginning to be blown to the floor. "'I'm sorry, folks,' Superior said in a cold mockery of his heroic tone. "'But I have worked too hard, come too far, and hurt too many people to risk having my secret revealed and exploited.'" "'Are you going to kill us?' Joseph asked, though the answer seemed pretty obvious to him. "'No, not exactly,' Superior replied smiling. "'Not directly, anyway. You see, my powers have certain limits, especially when it comes to what the pins consider selfish actions.'" Superior lifted his foot and slammed it hard into Joseph's chest, pressing him into the couch, which slid back about a foot. No selfish action, Superior repeated, but there are always loopholes, always a way around things. He removed his heavy booted foot from Joseph's chest. He dug inside a small pouch attached to his belt, retrieving what looked like a clear glass egg. The egg was full of wires, circuit boards, metal plates, and a blinking green light. I had the boys back at Superior Industries whip these up. They're very cool, Superior said proudly. When you hold it sideways, the light turns blue and it'll blow into a real-life tornado. He turned it on the other side. If you hold it this way, the lights blink yellow, and when it goes off, you'll have an entire building up in flames within seconds. He tossed the egg in the air and acted as if he were about to drop it. He laughed at the terror that flashed in Joseph's eyes. He turned the egg upright again. And when you hold it like this... The green light flashes, and it just blows up. I don't know why they made the explosion light blink green. You'd think red would make more sense, orange maybe, but green? He laughed at his own cleverness. Joseph was crying hard now. Mrs. Gardner was still unconscious. My point is, I don't need powers to use this little guy. He rolled the egg between his fingers. I really should give it a name. Maybe Hum. A hero opportunity maker. After all, I have been using it for years to create little opportunities for me to fly in and save the day. Did I mention that if I held it like this? He held it upside down. The light blinks purple and it causes earthquakes. I'm telling you, these things are amazing. It's incredible what a few million dollars of research can get you. You've been causing accidents just to save people? Clovis screamed through his tears. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy, but the answer is yes. Haven't you heard? I'm the greatest enhanced hero of all time. No one has saved more people than Dr. Superior. No one has killed more either, Clovis shouted. Every year hundreds of people die that you can't save. I always assumed it was because you were only one man and you couldn't get to them all. Clovis thrust out his skinny arm and pointed squarely at Superior. Now I know you killed them, he shouted. I didn't kill all of them. "'Not every fire, earthquake, or twister is my fault,' Superior said slyly. "'But a good bit of them are.' He laughed at his own joke. The wind began to settle. Dr. Superior was presumably feeling more relaxed. Joseph focused on the pins and tried to form a plan to get close to them. I need to keep him talking, he thought. "'Why, Dr. Superior?' he asked. "'Why do you do it? Why be a bad hero?' "'Really? You want to do this?' "'Okay.' I've been holding this in for almost 10 years. Why not? Joseph glanced at his mother who was trying to sit up. Dr. Superior returned to pacing the floor as he talked. When I was 19, I stole a car, but since it was my stepdads, they let me off with community service and I was stuck working five days a week, all summer at a community center. I worked for this old man, helping him run programs for street kids. The kids were pretty rough, but they loved that old guy. He helped them with homework, talked them through their problems, He basically kept them out of trouble and tried to teach them to do right. He was a good guy. Most of the kids loved him much better than their own folks. Sometimes the school would even call the old man when one of them got in trouble because they knew the kids cared much more about what he thought. Superior paused, looking into the distance. The old man was starting to get to me, too. Once I saw him praying with one of the kids, talking to God about some problem with their family, I realized this old man had something that I might never have. Purpose but I didn't care. I wanted to make a lot of money as fast as I could so I could get out from under my idiot stepfather. After a couple of weeks, I figured out what was up and started selling weed out of the center. I sold to the kids, their parents, it didn't matter who, and the money started coming in. You're a monster, Joseph's mom interjected. She was looking down, rubbing the back of her head. And you're a washed-up, middle-aged, single parent. What's your point? Superior shouted back. Anyway, he continued, pacing again. The old man would be there all day, every day, but around 6 PM, he would kind of come and go. He'd be there and he wouldn't be there. And at first I thought he was going out for cigarette breaks, but he didn't smoke. And then I got paranoid. I thought he was poking around trying to figure out if I was selling to his kids. Maybe he was, but that wasn't why he was popping in and out. Superior stopped pacing, scanning his captive audience. I followed him one night. I watched him pull a box out of his desk drawer. I followed him to the back entrance of the alleyway. I hid behind the trash and watched him pull two golden pins from that box. Two identical pins. He pointed to the pins clipped to his own collar. Just like these. I blinked and the old man was gone. And in his place was none other than the world famous enhanced hero, Captain Mighty. Joseph was thrilled that his question had been so successful. Superior was enjoying his own story. We're safe for now, he thought but he's got plans for us. Plans that include that egg. He listened, but he kept his eyes on those pins. If he could get close, things might swing in his favor. Could you imagine Captain Mighty, the world's mightiest and most beloved hero, was actually just a simple old man working as a chaplain, babysitting and cleaning floors in an inner city community center? Watch it. My father was a chaplain, Mrs. Gardner moaned. Naturally, my esteem for this man went through the roof. Superior said, emphasizing his point by punching his fist into the ceiling. Dusty drywall crumbs spilt on the carpet. It was pretty humbling when I realized the kind of sacrifice he was making in his life. But he wasn't realizing the full potential of his powers. There were angles to be worked that he wasn't working. So I decided that the pin should be mine. So one night, without any trouble, I just walked in and swiped him out of his desk. Dr. Superior snapped his fingers loudly emphasizing how easy his theft had been. I went out back, I pinned him to the points of my collar, and poof! I became what you see today, suit and all. I jumped into the air and enjoyed my first flight. It was quite scary. And once I found my way back to the ground, I was in the middle of the city and I could see through the buildings all around me. I saw safes full of cash and valuables. Imagine my surprise, though, when I went for them and couldn't even pull open the door. I tried to leap up into the building and couldn't do that either. And that's when I found the message on the back of my eyelids. Yeah, I know. Selfish gain will not work out. Joseph quoted. Superior pointed at Joseph. Exactly, he said. How annoying is that? So I found another way to get what I wanted. I became a hero, just like Captain Mighty. And I discovered that people are pretty grateful when you save their children from a burning house. Airlines love to throw money at you when you keep their planes from falling out of the sky. Rewards started rolling in, as did interview requests and news coverage. Social media popped up right about that time. So soon there were photos and video clips of super-sized me all over the place. Within the first year, I had amassed enough wealth to form superior industries and began construction on my secret base and public headquarters, the Enhanced Heroes Memorial Museum. The very next thing I did was hire some scientists, researchers, and a couple of historians to find out as much as I could about the Enhanced, where the pins came from, how they worked, and more importantly, how do we work around them? Joseph had a question. How were you able to do anything at all? even good things, when your intentions were so selfish, Joseph asked. It seems like your powers would keep you from setting up disasters or even allowing you to do anything at all. Oh, they didn't want to help me, but it didn't matter if I had caused the disaster or not. The people still needed saving, and I was the only option. I guess they did it for the greater good. The pins let you set traps for people, Clovis said, horrified. No, I had to take them off for that, Superior responded. Anytime I wanted to do something for the company or create a catastrophe, I had to do it without the pens. There were no limits once I took them off. And what happened to the old man? Mrs. Gardner asked, now looking into Superior's eyes. Oh, he had a stroke or something, and I never saw him again. He's probably dead now, Superior said flippantly. And that's the story. Now it's time to tie up some loose ends, he said, grinning wickedly, showing his perfectly formed white teeth. Superior held the blinking glass egg to his mouth and whispered to it. Egg beeped several random tones and the blinking green light flashed off. Then he knelt down and rammed his fist through the carpet and into the concrete floor. He planted the glass oval like a seed. Then he brushed the broken chunks back into the hole and packed them in by punching down repeatedly. Joseph could feel heat being generated by the pounding. Dr. Sapir continued the process until the hole was filled with red hot concrete. Joseph saw the pieces were fused together, sealing the egg deep inside. Well, that's done, Superior said. Now we just sit and wait till it's all over. Joseph eyed the pins again. They were close now because Superior was leaning over the hole. He noticed one of the pins had come unclasped during Superior's pounding and was hanging loose. It was pitted and scratched. It's my pin, Joseph thought. With all the hope he could muster, he reached out his arm, palm forward at the loose pin. It began to quiver, then shake, working its way free. Superior looked confused for a moment, but then he realized what Joseph was doing. Superior rotated his body away and reached for the pin himself. Just as his hand was closing around it, the pin came free and zipped through his fingers across the air and into Joseph's palm. Joseph jumped over the back of the couch and quickly fixed the pin to his shirt. Joseph heard his mother and Clovis gasp. He was sure Superior was coming for him over the couch at any moment. He could feel the pin's power coursing through him again. The instant confidence returned, his brain immediately began processing information and arriving at conclusions about the current situation. As he rose to his feet to face his foe, the very first thing his brain concluded was that he would not be fighting Dr. Superior. Dr. Superior was gone. In his place, wearing the other golden pin on the collar of his crisp white dress shirt was Dexter Visser. This concludes chapter nine. Visit sortokinasuperpower.com for updates, hero illustrations, and more.